Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel. And welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to do a year in review for 2020. We have the opportunity to talk to you today about what happened in 2020. It's a great time to reflect on uh, what's happened this last year. So to take a look at things, let's take a look at what our expectations were a year ago. Before COVID, the pre, pre-COVID, right? PC, pre-COVID. We had an incredible year planned for 2020. It was going to be the emergence of new business models, everything moving digital, huge digital transformations planned, AI, ML, and analytics were going to be a key role in moving forward. We're going to start using our data more effectively in our organizations by taking advantage of some of those AI, ML tools. It was going to be the year of 5G. We're going to see lots of 5G. We're going to have the Olympics. um, And uh, 5G was going to make a huge splash at the Olympics. And then we were also going to see really a major move forward in Industry 4.0 transformation with Internet of Things and in manufacturing all moving together towards this digital transformation. But in reality, what happened? I know the day very well because it happened on a Friday the 13th, March 13th exactly, when all of a sudden here in California at least everything came to an abrupt stop. Our kids didn't go to school. Um, Businesses shut down for quarantine. Schools were canceled. Business, all my business trips were canceled. In fact, I was going to go to New York City to pick my daughter up from serving a mission in New York, go pick her up, and she was going to show me New York where she'd been living uh, for the, the previous 18 months, and all that got canceled. Everything, like overnight, shut down. And for about two or three weeks, it seemed like everyone was taking a deep breath and waiting. What's going to happen next? What, what am I going to do? It was going to be three or four weeks of quarantine, and we'd squash this really quick. New York City took the biggest hit first. Um, overwhelmed, right, um, their uh, infrastructure because the virus hit there so quickly and scared a lot of other states into locking down uh, very tight. All of a sudden, we got that three to four weeks turned into three months and then four months and then six months. And here in California, we have purple tiers and red tiers and orange and yellow tiers and total lockdown and everything seemed chaotic. But a lot of interesting things came out of all of this. Um, And some companies thrived during this time, while others had a more difficult time. Um, The move to remote work started, right? Then we started getting waves of the pandemic. We had the second wave of the pandemic in the fall. Um, Early uh, early fall, late, late summer. Then the third wave hit after Thanksgiving in the United States and Christmas. We're still in the middle of the third wave. Interesting times for sure. So, in fact, in my house, the most looked at website in my house was no longer Facebook. It was now the Center 
um, for uh, systems engineering at John Hopkins, which um, gives you uh, statistics about the virus. And this would be up on our computer in our kitchen all the time. What's it at today, Dad? What's going on? We all became very um, cautious of data all of a sudden. And the collection of data and the importance of that data in our lives seemed to matter quite a bit. Because uh, I could, in this website, find out what was going on with the pandemic in my neighborhood, um, in my city, and uh, see what the effects were um, all over the world very quickly. So our whole perception on what was important and what we had planned for that year changed. We started having shortages. If you remember, toilet paper. Why in the world did we start running out of toilet paper? <laughs> Everyone went to the store and hoarded toilet paper, and then it was hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes, and then it was yeast. Now, I don't understand the yeast one. Even my wife went to the grocery store to go find yeast, um, and I do most of the cooking in the house, so I was very confused. Well, we need yeast to make bread because everyone's going to make bread during a pandemic. Uh, we bought yeast. We found some finally after searching for three or four weeks, and uh, we made one loaf of bread. And I don't think we've used the rest of that yeast. So um, this must have thrown turmoil into the supply chains for these companies that were used to pretty steady, seasonal, maybe some seasonal um, fluctuations, but pretty steady, common uh, supply chain on getting things out the door at, at a certain times. In fact, we know there was huge shortages. good friend of mine that I work with changed um, her and her husband's distillery which was a, a nice side business that they've been running for um, several years to switch to making hand sanitizer because the need was so great and they were getting called from all over the nation on, hey, do you guys have hand sanitizer? So new businesses are forming. Those that were able to adjust quickly, um, adjust their business models did well. Other things that we were in short supply of, and it wasn't right away. This came about three or four weeks after March uh, 13th were webcams because everyone knew all of a sudden my kids still have to go to school. I still have to go to work and it needs to be on webcams and laptops became a hot commodity. Office furniture became a hot commodity. Getting a new desk, especially those uh, desks that can raise and lower easily because that's what I had in the office, right? Um, Wi-Fi 6 routers became very important all of a sudden. Uh, which, and I had a hard time finding one. I was searching all over. Finally got one in my network calmed down once I put Wi-Fi 6 in. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden we moved from having one person working at home periodically to our three kids that live at home that are teenagers now doing schoolwork at home. And then my college kids came home and our house was overwhelmed. Our internet connection was overwhelmed very, very quickly with everyone on Zoom calls and um, other things that were going on, streaming videos, everything. So shortages were not just in day-to-day -day things that we need, but also in technology, um, things that we needed long-term as the pandemic began to, to uh, move in longer uh, times. Another thing that changed, I used to be at the airport Every week, I would leave on either a Sunday night or Monday morning, be back Wednesday, 
So half of my week was in travel. I used to get work done at the airport. All of a sudden, that changed completely. I moved from going to the airport to going to Lowe's and Home Depot. And guess what? There was no social distancing going on at Home Depot and Lowe's. Uh, People were wearing masks, not at first, but they did soon after. And it seemed like everyone in the world, instead of going on a trip um, to Hawaii or Europe or wherever this year, they decided to do home improvement. And I'm sure Lowe's and Home Depot uh, had wonderful years this last year uh, because I could tell you they were packed. Every time I went to Lowe's, everyone else was, uh, was in there too. Um, this led to home projects, everything at, in our house. I ended up building a shed with my boys. Um, and my girls helped out quite a bit too. Uh, so we had a lot of fun. And that time that I would normally spend traveling, I got to spend more time with uh, my kids and improving my, my own house. So things change. Another major shift, and the first one to capitalize on this that I can think of was probably IBM Think. They made a decision. They normally do their conference around Valentine's Day, which has always been a sore spot for, for me and my wife. I'm always at IBM Think for uh, February 14th um, or shortly before, shortly after. Uh, in, in-person conferences changed. There were no more. And IBM Think was quick to the gun to switch. And they switched to an online conference. And event planners switched too. All of a sudden, they knew there was going to be no more face-to-face conferences for a while. And they switched to online platforms. IBM Think um, in their 2020 um, virtual conference, which I attended several sessions. It, It was a great conference. Very well done. They had over 100,000 people show. Um, in their normal conferences, they don't have that, that number. This was the largest one they'd ever had. So we saw a fundamental shift in the way that we interact with our customers and the way that we I- interact with the industry as a whole. I'm able to attend a lot more conferences now because they're online. And it's not a week-long um, commitment anymore. I can pick and choose which sessions are best for me Um, and listen to the keynotes, but I am still missing out on that networking and seeing people face-to-face that that you always uh, miss. So there's some pluses and some minuses, and some of the industries have made a major shift in this space, and um, I think the way that we see um, industry conferences has probably changed forever. Um, I don't think it will always be completely online, but I do think that there is some... benefits to a hybrid um, in the future. We'll have to wait and see when uh, the pandemic is over to see uh, what this shifts to. But it's a fascinating shift, no doubt. Another thing that we saw a major shift is that uh, we had to get used to being in each other's homes virtually. Um, We were forced to work at home, a lot of IT professionals, and in almost every industry. Um, I have a sister-in-law that is in an HR industry, um, you know, staff augmentation industry, and uh, she's in accounts uh, uh, receivable. And um, before their company was very conservative, everyone had to be in the office to do things. 
and uh, they're having record um, collections. They're having record years. It's um, everyone's working from home. So now the business model might be shifting a little bit. And this is changing fundamentally the way that we're thinking about business. It has come with some funny things, obviously, working from home, being on Zoom calls all day, kids in the background, making noise, um, interrupting dad. Um, I remember, or mom, right? I remember um, it was a uh, news correspondent years ago who was um, talking uh, remotely from his office and his kids come sneaking in the background, pulling on his uh, on his chair, and uh, the mom or the nanny was back there trying to scoot the kids away. We all laughed at that because that was so funny, but now that's something we deal with uh, day to day, something that we have to get used to, right? Kids in the background, kids in school. My boss even at one time had his daughter who was having a hard time with uh, school or whatever it was sit right next to him as he led a staff meeting with his daughter sitting right there um, uh, so he could watch and help her whenever he needed to. The flexibility that we've had to have during this time is is important. So, And our home offices have changed. I got kicked out of my office here because now my kids have taken over that office for, for um, online school. So I am now up in my bedroom. Um, and uh, so that's just how it goes. <laughs> Right, we have to be flexible. We've seen people in their bedrooms and basements, um, even out on the porch. Um, I think um, someone on my team, one of my uh, my coaches and things, even had conference car uh, calls on a horse on the prairies of uh, Montana. So there you go. There's lots of different uh, uh, things going on uh, for sure. Right. We've also seen the growth of nomadic workers. Um, I have a, uh, a nephew uh, that is in this boat. He's a you know millennial with not a lot of responsibilities, um, living in the Bay Area, paying exorbitant amounts of rent. And when everything went to work from home, he and his roommates decided, why not work from anywhere? Get rid of our expensive rent and Go somewhere else. They've been all over the world um, and staying for two or three months at a time, renting homes and things like this. And work can really be done from anywhere now. This nomadic life is changing. We've even had some of our kids work from home, work from our house. Um, And uh, it's just a, a change in the way that we think about things. And all of this causes... IT professionals, some major, major a shift in the way that we think about managing our workers and managing our assets and our data and all the, all the things that come with it. So remote work really turned cranked up very quickly. A lot of companies already had some remote work policies or plans to do more re- remote work, but it changed from a... 18-month rollout plan to a 18-day rollout plan or a two-week rollout plan. And the major remote work that we saw happen was VDI, uh, virtual desktop infrastructure, really cranked up again. 
it was an industry very well known. We've done it for years. People have been using VDI for decades, really. All of a sudden, it became the choice that people were moving to because it was quick. It was easy uh, to do. I can throw hardware at the problem and licenses and really get things cooking again um, and get people working remotely very easily um, and still have access to the data that they needed. With very little effort, um, a lot of money sometimes because I've got to increase my infrastructure, but very little effort because it's uh, well-known patterns that we've been using for, for a long, long time. Um, so that was kind of a uh, dusting off a old technology. Even though there's new releases of this technology, the concepts have been around for a long time. VPN became quickly overloaded as everyone was working from home, where my uh, my laptop that I have is now part of the network, and we saw companies just get overwhelmed with VPN, which meant they invested in their VPN infrastructure, either buying more licenses, buying more infrastructure, or upgrading as they needed to. And then we also saw companies accelerate their adoption of SaaS tools, such as Office 365 rollouts were accelerated where maybe they had a plan for the next six to nine months, happened in two or three weeks. And you know what? Um, Microsoft and Google and the other companies that have these SaaS offerings really did a great job. They rolled up their sleeves. They helped companies get through the migration quickly and, and helped them move along. And really, for the remote worker, the uh, amount of time that was unproductive was minimized dramatically um, from all this work that the industry as a whole was, was doing. Now, they moved so quickly um, on this remote work. I mean, literally two or three or four weeks, and 85% of your workforce was working from home. Um, you can't stop your business. You have to keep working. And, you know, the heroes, I think, in all of this are your frontline IT workers, your help desk, your systems engineers, your system admins. I mean, they really, they really did a Herculean effort in getting things done and getting things stood up. And you know what? There were hiccups. There were problems, but they worked through them very quickly. Um, but one of the things that we kind of threw aside a little bit as we rushed so quickly was cybersecurity. And we've been feeling um, kind of some of the ramifications of that over the last six to eight weeks with several major attacks in cybersecurity. Um, and some of the reasons that are there you can see because of attack, uh, increased attack surface, because all of a sudden my data is now spread on laptops through my whole organization at home on their unsecure networks at home. Um, and some of the data is sitting in the cloud now with SaaS offerings. Some of it's sitting in my data center. Some of it's on people's laptops or desktops that they brought home. So understanding and securing that data is key. And that's an area that we need to focus on this year. And I think 2021 will be a year that we need to really kind of um, take a hard look at the way that we're managing data and securing our data uh, throughout the whole thing. Now, one of the greatest advances this year is probably 
this next one. It's the new business dress, which we call the mullet of business dress, right? Business on the top and PGAs or shorts on the bottom or sitting by the pool doing work in bathing suits. I've seen it all over the, the boat. I personally put on uh, pants every once in a while instead of just my shorts, but um, that's like once a month or so. <laughs> I think my kids are tired of seeing me in a in a button-up shirt and shorts, maybe even in a in a suit with shorts on. Um, it's uh, ranged the gamut. So I think this picture here of picture in your mind, the wardrobe m- mullet, the whole concept of dressed for Zoom is probably the best picture of 2020. Thanks for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you liked our episode, go ahead and give us five stars on your favorite podcast or video streaming site. You can also find out more on embracingdigital.com. Until next time, keep moving forward and do something wonderful.